Hello and a big welcome to all of you out there and a big welcome to our special guest today, Ashley Stahl. Um, so nice to see you again. You have been with me once before, but uh, it was before our technical good uh, YouTube channel. <laughs> yes, yes. Gotta, gotta love technology. <laughs> yes. And it's always so nice when we can see each other. And you have also some pictures today you want to show. You are... Uh, um, you are doing a lot of good for the horses. Please tell us about it. Well, I uh, I really appreciate that. It um it's something I'm very passionate about. Um, and I also tell people it is a labor of love. <laughs> um, one of the first pictures um that I picked out is really special to me because this horse um. He is really what started my rescue. Um, he was my first and probably one of my worst um, skinny, malnourished, um, neglected horses. His name is Star. Um, I've had him since the beginning of my rescue. Um, he was seized in a neglect case from somebody that had, uh, it was horses. Uh, I have another horse that came from the same place that was not quite as bad as him uh, but they had all kinds of animals that they came in and uh, and seized but you can kind of see um how we got yeah. him uh that's what he looked like when we got him yeah um absolutely i mean just skin draped over bones um and i still have him to this day um He's right. I look at him outside of my window um, every day in the kitchen. Um, he he's really what started it for me. Um, how how long time ago was that? That's probably been about five years now. Mm -hmm. I've, uh, I've had him for about five years um, and he he'll never go anywhere. He's what really um, started things for me, you know, as I learned with him what worked and what didn't work he um he's really what started it for me and um it's really sad to think that some people can look at a horse like that yes. uh day in and day out because we all know horses do not get like this overnight That's um right. this this is a long a long process for a horse to deteriorate like that and it's mm. I don't know. It's just, it's crazy to me that somebody can sit there um, and see a horse in that shape and mm -hmm. not do anything. And uh, I was told, I, of course, I never uh, was able to talk to the owner directly, but from what I heard, he uh, didn't see a problem with it, um, okay. which is crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. How did you find him? Um. Somebody had actually taken a picture. So he was at the our local animal shelter. Um, somebody had gone out to the animal shelter for whatever reason. I guess uh, I think they were looking at a dog to adopt and uh, sent me a picture of him just on a whim and said, you know, look at this horse that's out there. Yeah. Um, 
and I, I couldn't really believe that, uh, you know, he was in that kind of shape or anything. So I went out there myself, you know, to look at him in person. And I said, you know, he needs to come home with me. Mm. <laughs> well, and the other thing, uh, at the time he was a stallion. Um, I forgot about that. Uh, nobody wanted to take a chance on him because not only was he in that condition, but he was a stallion. Mm. Um, so that, that was kind of a big ding, if you will, against him, because there's not a lot of people that want to, uh, that want to take on a stallion or that are, uh, set up, you know, to take one on. Mm. Um, so I went, I went to go look at him in person and, uh, I paid $50 for him. Uh, and I tell people that was one of the best $50 I ever spent. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't, I don't know if you can, you probably can't tell, but there's actually a horse behind him. And this top picture, that was a picture at the, uh, the animal shelter, but yeah. I actually have, uh, the horse behind him, um, was actually, uh, part of the neglect case seizure. And I can't be a hundred percent sure but since he was a stallion at the time and they came from the same place, I have a feeling that might've been his baby. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So um, I think, you know, since they, they did come from the same place, that's my, um, that's my assumption. Uh, but yeah. she, she wasn't in quite as bad a shape as uh, he was, but lo and behold, she had a little one cooking in there. But uh, I do, I do think uh, that could have been his his little one. Uh, he's gilded now, of course, but yeah. uh, I could I couldn't take one and leave the other. Um, so, and I also have her. She um, she'll never leave either. She's uh, been with us the same amount of time. Um, and she, uh, yeah, that was a, that was a exciting surprise to find out. We didn't, we didn't know that. Um, she's, she's not very keen on people. She kind of, uh, I call it appreciating people from a distance. Yeah. <clears throat> we have a, we have a few horses that just for some reason or another, um, just not really people horses um and that's okay um mm. doesn't doesn't bother us any but she um uh, she'll come up she'll eat out of your hand but uh she she would rather appreciate us uh on her own time and from a distance <laughs> mm. but yeah but you can understand her if she's not treated well that's uh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's it's understandable why mm. some of these horses uh they haven't had a good life, you know? Mm. So I, uh, it probably took her about a year, uh, to actually come around to where she will, um, she'll approach, she, she's halter trained, um, and everything now, but, uh, it, it took a long time to gain her trust, um, you know, for her to figure out that we're not going to hurt her. She's mm. just able to live her life. Um, and it, it, with a lot of them, sometimes I it it takes a while for them to decompress um, and adjust, you know, because they 
I know it's who knows what's going through their head. Um, oh. You know, am I move again? Am I going to get fed? So yeah. And sometimes you just uh, wonder uh, th that they would come to a human <laughs> for the way they have been treated. So, um, yeah, there's yeah, hope for them. Yes, absolutely. Uh, animals are very forgiving, um, mm. you know, especially considering when a lot of them have been through, they are, um, they're very forgiving creatures and, uh, we don't <laughs> i say a lot of people really don't deserve animals but uh i'm oh. happy to happy to be where i am to be able to do what i can for some of these animals yeah. um we had so, um, so when you started out it was for your own money or did you start uh, rescuing uh, and yeah how how did you do <laughs> well i can tell you i started out with two horses um and now i have 62 <laughs> so <Yes. laughs> um, it 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 started out um i wanted a horse um i had a uh, big kid money if you will so i uh i started out with the horse well that horse needed a friend and uh it 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 kind of grew from there and I've um I've always been an animal person that uh my mom is an animal person you know that's always been in the family but uh it grew um as I would run across these horses like star um the my neglect case my first one that I got I wanted to help uh nobody else would step in these more difficult ones like him being a stallion um these more difficult ones a lot of people when they uh see these skinny horses you know they don't want to there's a lot of people that don't want to take a chance uh because oh. it, it's difficult it's a lot mm. of money um yeah. it's a lot of time um you and you I never know the damage uh, maybe in the body right yeah. um you just don't really know you never really know exactly what you're getting into but i enjoy that that is my uh therapy if you will for me um especially with these skinny horses um i'm pulling up i had another three um i i do work i enjoy working with the law enforcement here locally um and with the community that's um as things progressed, I kind of ended up being the person that people would call, you know, hey, Ashley, we see a skinny horse. Uh, is there anything you can do? You know, I would uh, approach the owners, you know, is this an offer to take on the horse, take care of them? Um, and a lot of times the owners would just relinquish the horses to us. Um, but I guess just uh, over time, um, started helping more. So people would recommend me uh, to other people that had horses in bad situations. Um, we had another three that was from here local. Um, this was, uh, it was actually three of them. I don't know if you can see 
Yes. These the buck, uh, buckskin and the pinto. Yeah. Yeah, there was a three of them. Yeah. The owner of the owner ended up just giving them to us. They knew uh, they knew they needed more than what they were able to give, and uh, like that, I. It does depend on the situation. Um, I different people have different situations, different circumstances. Um, you know, I'm not I'm not here to blame the owners because we don't always know the situation. That's mm -hmm. what I always tell people. Um, one thing I notice is when we do come across a lot of these horses in poor shape, uh, people are quick to blame the owners. Mm. And I understand that, but we also have to understand we don't know the situation. No. Um, you know, we don't know, um, we don't know what those people are going through. Uh, we don't know, you know, we've had instances where we got a horse and the owners had actually passed away and nobody even knew the horse was out uh in the pasture or whatever mm -hmm. uh anymore so that's one thing i tell people i know um a lot of people are quick to blame put the blame on the owner but you, you can't never do... know you never know yeah. oh, well, that's, that's, that's one thing i tell people um you have to go into this with an open mind um I think I'm able to do that more um, just with my child protective services background. Um, you know, I've seen a lot. I've dealt with a lot. Um, I think that helps helped me to um, work with people and work through these situations and, and grow and build um, those relationships with the community, with law enforcement with uh with other people and surrounding uh towns we're we're a small town um you know and then we're with the surrounding smaller towns um i feel as time goes on i've kind of been able to build those relationships and be able to work with people um i have a lot of people that ask me you know well how did you get here um time Oh, it's just been time, um, you know, doing what I love doing. I do. I love doing what I do. I love the people that I've met doing this. Um, a lot of these people I've never met in person. It's been, <clears throat> it's always been through um, the internet or Facebook. Um, I've met some really wonderful people doing this and it's been really um, fascinating to say the least, uh, but but really, it's just been over time um, building these relationships and uh, meeting these people that I have honestly daily now. I get uh, messages daily um, of people asking me to take these horses or do I have room for more um, constantly now. Um, like I said, I remember when I just had two. <laughs> that's a that's a lifetime ago now. Um, and and with sixty two horses, I I reckon you need some help also. Help would be great. <laughs> <laughs> I I, uh, I do a majority of it 
on my own. Um, now I do living on site, um, is a total game changer being able to live here. Um, you know, roll out of bed and feed everybody and uh, check on everybody. Um, of course, like my, uh, more critical cases, I have them closer to the house. Uh, so they're, you know, close by where I can check on them, but just being here, I'm so thankful, um, for the situation that I have where I can live here and go out and check on everybody. That is a huge, um, a huge help. And I'm very thankful for that, but, uh, it, it's a lot of work. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And it's 24 and, hours. Yeah, and even if you love it, it's it's always, it's Christmas, it's New Year, it's Sunday, it's all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah, it is. Um, it is. So it takes, I guess, a certain kind of person to be able to dedicate that time because it, it is. It's 24-7. You don't get vacations. You don't get breaks. Um. I'm okay with that. I have uh, I have accepted the task, if you will, of rescue um, and what comes with it, and I I love it. I know it um, it has its ups and downs, but the reward at the end of the day, when you see these changes, um, especially with these neglect cases, um, mm -hmm. I we don't have a specific type of horse that we focus on because I get that question a lot, you know, well, who do you work with? What kind of horses do you uh, work with? I don't have a type or a, you know, type of horse. I don't have a certain kind of person. We work with everybody and everything. Um, I say, <clears throat> excuse me, I say it's a case by case basis because we really try to focus on the horses that truly do need help. Mm. Um, you know, the, the skinnies, especially uh, the refeeding because refeeding horses is an art. Yeah. Um, it, it really is. And a lot of people don't know how to do that because you can, it can be very uh, difficult to refeed a horse correctly because, uh, you know, you can you can cause some damage if you don't do it correctly. And I've learned, you know, just over the years by doing this, it's almost become second nature. I can't say that, though, because uh, each horse is different. You mm. never know. Um, you never know what you're going to get into until you actually get your hands on these horses. Because I always tell people, uh, another question I get is, well, what do you feed? How do you do this? I can't give a recommendation. I mean, I can tell people what I do, but what works for one horse does not always work for the next horse. No. Um, so that's and I think I, that, that is also a gift that that you as a person see and feel that, that this is the right way for this horse and this is the right way for another horse, that, that you can feel it inside of you that the, now we are on the right path or not. Yes, I can imagine uh, that. Hmm. Definitely, definitely. Um, 
it's I I am always uh learning is what I tell people. I um I've got some wonderful advice from some people that you know have been doing this way longer than I have. Um and I always I tell people um one thing I kind of notice in the horse world is there's a lot of people that um don't want to take criticism or aren't open to what other people have to say. And one thing I think that has definitely helped um, our rescue out is you got to have an open mind going into this because um, there's people that have given me um, suggestions, you know, for refeeding or whatever that have been game changers. I mean, they, um, you know, they, they approached me saying they didn't want to uh, step on my toes, but I always tell people, thank you. You know, I'm always open to advice mm -hmm. and what worked for other people, because in this, uh, in the horse world, you're always learning. You, uh, no matter how long you've been doing this, uh, I, I tell people, I learn something new every day. <laughs> and um, I, I don't think I am I'm ever going to, you know, know everything there is to know. So I think one of the big deals is being open uh, to talking to other people and seeing what works uh, for them. Because uh, some people, uh, some people don't like it when you offer, you know, friendly advice or no. um, stuff like that. I've just noticed everybody's different on that. But um that's been a big one for me is just an open mind. Um, yeah, and, and I can also imagine that it's not always a horse is skinny because it doesn't get some food. It, it could be an illness uh, in the body, something like that. And, and it is a, a big challenge to that's, see that. We have, uh, and that's right, um, sometimes it's not... Uh, it's not always a food issue. Um, we had one, this horse has already been, uh, she has been adopted by one of my uh, awesome adopters that has uh, been with us uh, for several years, but we had, um, her name was Sally. Oh. Um, one, of my, one of my favorite little uh, Arabian rescues that we had come through. Um, she, now, part, part of hers was definitely lack of food, but she actually had something uh, going on in her gut where uh, it, it took a little bit to figure out what she could eat um, because we, we went to the vet with her. It was pretty touch and go for several times. Uh, she kept colicking. Uh, we couldn't, you know, figure out what was causing that and we had to I think we changed up her diet three or four different times, uh, but it was a it was a gut issue with her. Um, just diet, uh, we had to feed her a certain kind of feed. Um, she had really bad diarrhea for a long time, um, but it, of course, you know, lack of food. But it was also, um, you know, other health issues like mm -hmm. that going on um worms worms is a big one you know yeah. simply just being able to work one thing i will say on that um with my skinnies i'm really careful 
worming these skinny horses, um, I usually wait a little bit. I don't wait a long amount of time, but one thing I've noticed, um, you know, when some of these horses have a really high worm count mm. and they're really skinny and then you go in to worm them, I'm just, I'm careful with that because worming these skinny horses, um, you know, and when they get rid of those worms, Mm. that can do some damage yes um, and, and so... it is it, it is poison they get into their stomach so if yeah. they're sensitive and and all that then it's yeah it it can really uh it can it can kill them mm. um we we yeah. have not i have not had any uh that died from that but we've had some that got really sick that was another learning curve um but we've had some that got pretty sick, you know, worming them. So I usually wait. I, I like to address um, putting weight on these horses. Same thing with uh, getting their teeth done. Yeah. I know getting their teeth done will help them gain weight, but I do not feel comfortable sedating a horse that's just skin and bones, no. you know, in order to bloat the teeth. So that's why I do mash, you know, with them and get some weight on before we do that. Little things. And people do not have to do it the same way. That is just how I've found um, the best way it is for us, um, you know, to do things. And everybody's going to have a different opinion and that's okay. But uh, just little things I've found <clears throat> over time, you know, that uh, that have helped us with with our horses with these rehabs um different different things like that um it, it just learning over time like i said um <clears throat> we're always learning <laughs> yes yes that uh <clears throat> one of one of my favorite i have been following you <laughs> is henry do you have him still Oh, yes. I will have him uh, for the rest of his life. Oh. Will... Let me find a picture of him. He um, he has been one, probably my most challenging horse that mm. I have ever um, had. So this is him. Yes. <laughs> he, um, he has a very interesting case. I have... Um, I think he is my first horse that I have ever had that chooses me. Um, he is, if a stranger, if somebody that he has never been around approaches, he is at the other side of the pen so quick. Hmm. Um, but me, I go in there, he talks to me, he follows me. I can touch him all over. Um, but if somebody else gets around that pen that he's never met before, mm -mm. Mm -hmm. he will not have anything to do with them. Um, I've never really had a horse like him before. He's very unique. Um, and I've, let's see, I guess I've almost had him for about a year now. Um, and it's been very interesting. It, I keep saying that, but it's just, um, it's a trust that I've been building with him all these months. Um, but it's really fascinating to see 
how far he has come. And he is another stallion. Um, nobody wanted to take take him uh, because he was unhandled. He was a stallion. He had no training before I got him, um, which was another learning curve because I am. Um, I can do the basics. I, I can halt her train. Um, you know, I can gentle. I can, you know, get them to load in a trailer, pick up their feet, but that's about the extent of my training. So it's been, uh, it's been really fun to learn with Henry. Um, cause I, he was not halter trained before he came to us. He is halter trained now. Um, I can touch all over his face, his neck, his back, his front legs. We're starting to work on back legs now. Um, so it's really cool to see the progress uh, in what it's time. It is literally just time that uh, patience, mm -hmm. I guess I should say, um, is the number one thing that I've learned with him. Um, Every day, every day, even if it's just 10 minutes a day, I go out, <clears throat> hang out with him, brush him, uh, you know, 10 minutes every day. Yeah. And it, uh, it's amazing to see he, his whole face lights up when he sees me, he knows <laughs> his name. Uh, you know, he even where his pen is, he, uh, I can see him through my window. So sometimes I'll go to the window and I'll wave at him and he, he sees me in the window <laughs> and uh, he'll start talking to me. But, uh, he's, he is, uh, I can't wait to see where we will be a year from now. Um, I don't know. I don't know if he will be a riding horse. I can't, I don't know. Uh, we'll see though. Um, I don't like to, you know, if he isn't going to be a riding horse, that's okay too. Uh, I would love to, um, train him for Liberty, you know, doing tricks and stuff like that. So we, uh, we've got big plans in store, <laughs> but it, you uh, must have. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's been a lot of fun. Um, mm. a challenge, definitely a challenge. I don't know, uh. I've been telling people now I see what uh the Mustang people in the world now I see what they uh what they enjoy you know getting a untrained uh horse I don't know Henry could be a Mustang I really don't know what he is um okay. I uh he seems like he has the personality of one you know how he is so partial to me and not so much the strangers um I don't know but uh I do see what Mustang people enjoy about the training process and bonding with your horse. Um, it has been, um, it's, it's been really fun. Um, definitely really fun working with him. And like I said, I, uh, can't wait to see where we are a year from now. I can only imagine, um, you know, the progress that we've made. I haven't had him quite a year. Um, but I'll be anxious to uh, report back to yeah. see uh, where we are and what we're doing a year from now. But um, it's really neat uh, to be able to take these horses that have otherwise they, he wouldn't have had a shot, um, you know, no. a stallion, no training wild as can be. Mm. Um, I really want future plans. You know, I would love to get set up 
better for some of these unhandled horses that they don't have a chance. You know, I mean, it, it takes a certain kind of person that's got the time to dedicate to these horses uh, to set them up for success. Um, at some point, I would like to be better set up to take on more cases like that because I knew when I committed to Henry, I <laughs> I knew this was a long, long journey uh, I was signing up for. Mm-hmm. I knew that and uh, I'm prepared for however long it takes, you know, uh, and like I said, we may not ever ride. That might not be something he uh, wants to do. And that's another thing. Um, I think listening to your horse, your horse will tell you, your horse will talk to you. Um, It may not be in a language that you can understand, but I know that sounds so weird, but if you listen, your horse will tell you what, uh, you know, they do want to do or they don't want to do or what they're comfortable with doing. Um, You just have to listen. Mm. Um, That's one thing I think people rush sometimes so much to get, you know, their list of things done that they want to get done. Well, sometimes you have to, uh, you got to take a step back, especially with these rescue horses. Um, Mm. I think that's one thing in rescue, you know, you don't know where these horses came from. You don't know their history. You don't know uh, what they've been, just like people, you know, you don't know what their past experiences are, where it takes one horse comes around and, a month can be another year for another horse. I And I've had a horse take, you know, over a year just to come around and decompress and feel comfortable. And that's what I tell people, you know, we can't, it's not always step one, step two, step three. Sometimes it's step three and then you have to go back to step one or sometimes uh you got to throw a step four in there that you didn't know you needed. Um, And it all boils down to patience. Um, You know, patience and time. That's, that's what I tell people. Um, The biggest thing with the skinnies with the, like Henry um, patience and time, patience, time and understanding you cannot be in a rush to do some of the things with these horses, um, you know, getting them to gain weight, getting them to earn your trust. Uh, they, they're just like people No two horses are alike. So the mold that fits one horse isn't always going to fit the next horse. Uh, and that's just, you know, I know everybody thinks differently. Those are my, um, life experiences and doing this for all these years that I found out um, just like people and you never know until you get the horse too that's what I always like to uh, learn their personalities I was just talking to somebody at work the other day Uh, I can (laughs) almost for for the horses that we've had for you know several years and that I've got to know over the years uh I can pick their voices out when I hear them like down in the pasture. Mm. I don't have to, I don't even have to see them. I can hear their voice and say, Oh, that's pooch or Mm. that's Myron. Uh, You know, I like to, I like to get to know them uh, and learn their personalities and uh, 
find out what they like and what they don't like. And that's another thing that I tell people, we're a little bit different um, and rescue. Um, <clears throat> I know a lot of rescues like to, and there's nothing wrong with helping horses, um, but a lot of rescues like to bring in these horses and adopt them out quickly, mm. understandably, you know, so they can make room for more horses. Um, I don't. Um, sometimes we have these horses for a year or over a year um, before we find the perfect match for them. And sometimes we don't. Sometimes we don't adopt them. Sometimes they end up staying with us for life. Um, I don't like to put a timeline on these horses. That's that's why we're a rescue and a sanctuary. Um, if it takes a horse a year, six months to be adopted and find that perfect match, okay. Um, I don't want to rush it. Uh, and sometimes these horses get adopted very quickly, which is great. Mm. Um, there's nothing wrong with a quick adoption. I just, um, I like to match people and horses with what I think would work best. Um, so I'm never in so much of a rush that I can't take a step back and evaluate, you know, certain families that are looking for certain things. Oh, okay. Well, you know, this horse might be a good match. Um, I, I don't like to, I don't like to rush things so much that, um, I don't think a horse would be a good match for a family. Um, cause I, I get that question a lot, you know, how do you, how do you do this since I don't have a lot of adoptions? Now I've had more in the past, um, year as we've grown. Um, but I do, I like to, I don't like to rush. Um, and if, like I said, if we don't, if we don't find that perfect match or that perfect home, then they're here for the rest of their life. Um, and same, same thing with our adoption contract. Um, it, they are in place to protect the horses because the last thing I want is any of these horses um, ending up in a situation like they were before. Because mm. the majority of the time, uh, a lot of these horses that we get are do come from bad situations. Not always. Um, some of our horses come from amazing families that I'm still in touch with uh, to this day. Um, not all of them do, though. Some of them do not have as good of owners, you know, and I uh, I do my best to make sure these horses end up uh, with their happily ever afters. Mm. Um, and a lot of our adopters, they become my friends. Um, you know, I, I end up staying in touch with them for years to come. And I've met a lot of really fantastic people in the horse world doing this. So. Yeah, that's great. But you have 62 now. How how big is your capacity? Well, so where I'm at, um, the property that I'm at has actually been in my family for about 100 years. Mm -hmm. um, so I am on about 500 acres. Um, so I have a lot of space to expand. Um, 
I have a lot of future goals. Um, I have a lot of programs I want to set in place. I want to, uh, I, I don't want to tell, tell the world everything just yet. Uh, oh, but I a little. <laughs> have a, just, just a little bit. Um, we have some big plans for this next year, um, especially with being nonprofit now. Um, I've got big plans. I said, I have been saying for years that my max was going to be 50 horses and here I am with 62. So, um, I don't know. <laughs> um, but it, but it must be difficult as well to say no. If you see a horse that is really needing it, some something. It yeah. is. It, it is very difficult. And I think a lot of rescues have problems saying no, because it is, it is extremely difficult to say, yes, I will help this horse, but no, I won't help this horse. Mm. Uh, yeah, that, uh, it's a learned art. Um, and you always feel bad. There have been ones that I've said no to that I, uh, you always feel bad when you say no to a horse, but mm. You have to know what you are capable of taking in and capable of taking care of um, and knowing when to say no. Yeah. Um, I do I do try to gear towards the horses that need the most help. I do. Um, the horses that don't really have a chance, the ones that don't ride or that have medical issues or, you know, whatever. I, I do try to focus on the ones that need help, but uh, saying no to those other ones, it uh, it weighs on you. Mm. It does. Uh, that's part of the job we signed up for as a rescue, though. Mm. Um, that just, right. it's part of it. Um, and it is. It's 62 horses is a lot. Mm. Um, 24-7, 365 every day. Um, you know, but it, it's very rewarding at the end of the day um, to be able to do what we do. Um, I will say I could not do what I do if I did not have my wonderful followers and supporters. Um, man, when we, it, it is such a fantastic, um, still crazy, even in all these years, um, when we have an ask um, for feed, when, when we run our uh, donation, you know, asking for donations um, or help to purchase a horse, it will always be such a crazy, interesting, really cool feeling to be able to ask people to help us. And we, you know, receive that help. I never dreamed when I, you know, first started first started out with my first two horses that grew into four and here I am now setting at 62 horses I never dreamed that I would be working with the people that I do um doing what I do have people um you know sending us these donations in order to help these horses or pay these medical bills um I I could not do it without the community that has um built up around me um the followers the people they um it's it's really fascinating 
to see all this come together and all these people work together for the same goal. Mm. Um, that I, must I really also be very rewarding to see that people really want to help. They, yeah. Yes. Um, I, I can't ever tell everybody thank you enough that helps us and continues to support us. Um, it's, it is, it's, it's really, um, it's just cool. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I have so many words I'm thinking of, but it's really cool that what was my passion is also other people's passion. Um, you know, because this, it's a very expensive passion. <laughs> yes. It's a, it's a very expensive, uh, passion that other people are also passionate about. Um, so it's, really uh just a neat thing to watch um that other people want to participate in and help um you know help do what we do it's um i'm very appreciative of meeting the people that i have over the years and continue to meet i continue to meet amazing people uh through doing this and i'm very thankful for each and every one of them but uh I, I couldn't do it without everybody else's love and support. And uh, through all these years, I, uh, I'm very fortunate um, that people support this. That's, that's why I work hard. That, that is why I do what I do, um, you know, for the horses, for the people that believe in me. Uh, I have a, I have a lot of people that believe in me and a lot of horses that are depending on me mm. uh, to do my best so that is what I do every single day when I wake up um five in the morning when I go out to feed with my little spotlight on in the dark and when I get home feeding in the dark um I do I do it for them I, I do it for the horses I do it for the people that believe in me um it's a labor of love I know I keep saying that but it it is it's um it is a labor of love but I love it. I'll do it. Uh, I'll do it until I don't exist anymore. <laughs> this is, uh, it's my yeah. dream. Mm. It is. It's really a, a childhood dream that started out with little plastic horses mm. um, <laughs> that has evolved into uh, something I'm very passionate about and hope to continue doing it for many, many more years. And uh, like I said, we have, Big plans in the future. I have um, I have some really big plans that uh, it has taken all this time to get to this point. But uh, I've I've got some really cool things in the works uh, for our community here, and uh, you know, for the future of our rescue and sanctuary. So I'm uh, I'm excited. Even though I've been doing this, you know, I guess this would be going on six years now. Um, there's there's still more to come. <laughs> yes, yes. And if if people want to follow you or or uh, find you, where can they find you? I have uh so we right now are working on a website. I have somebody um that is working on a website, getting stuff together, but right now we have um a Facebook page. That is the best way to follow what we do. It's called uh, All About Horses Rescue and Sanctuary. This is us. Um, mm -hmm. 
So for anybody that wants to follow along and uh, see what we do, that's where I post a lot of stuff uh, is on our Facebook page. Um, I post a lot of stuff on my personal page too as well, but uh, we'll uh, hopefully soon we're going to have our website up and running. So uh, yeah, Facebook I, I will put the link out as well so okay. people can can find you. Thank you so much too. Yeah. We uh we appreciate that. Yeah, I think you're doing a fantastic job and uh it's so funny to follow you and see all these rescues go from skinny small horses to happy uh nice looking horses. It's fantastic. Well, I appreciate that and I uh I appreciate that there's other people out there watching what I uh, watching what I love doing. That uh, it means a lot to me. I know I uh, I know I have a lot of people that uh, are just as invested in some of these horses as I am, and uh, it it means a lot. That's great. Yeah. So time is running. So thank you so much for being here today. And uh, I hope you will be back again and we can hear about your big plans if you're going to follow through. And uh, yeah, thank you so much for coming. And uh, thank you, all of you out there who have been listening. And uh, I will put out the link so you can follow Ashley or, or if you want to give a little money for these horses they are really needing it so um, thank you and please uh, be here next week again and subscribe to our channel because that means a lot to me thank you so much ashley and thank goodbye you. bye